0: hello beautiful people of the world happy new year welcome to 2022 the year of expansion the year of growth the year where we truly get to apply everything that we've learned thus far and work as a unit to progress better all together for god is with us and who can be against us thank you so much for being on the show if this is your first time tuning in thank you for being here my name is Yasin sanchez and today We have a beautiful, amazing series for you guys. We have diesel 5001 on the show and we hey. are here to talk about men's mental health and the reason why is because it is such a topic that deserves to be talked about because we are all truly created equal and mental health is mental health for everyone it's not just a woman's perspective it's also a man's perspective we're all here created equal to lift each other up so with that being said diesel welcome to the show man
1: hi thank you thank you thank you for having me like like who's this person bring bringing on like it's, it's it's a pretty strong intro like i feel excited like yeah Who, who's coming out who's coming out yeah, like yeah. oh wait, it's me okay cool <laughs> hey
0: let's go baby yeah <laughs> so i'm so excited to have you here on the show um a little bit background of how we met so it was actually mm. at a friend's halloween party i believe mm. it was china's right yes so, China, if you're tuning in, what's up, girl? Hey. (laughs) And um, I just remember talking to Diesel, and he had just such great insight about life, just how he carried himself, which is very openly and vulnerably. And I told myself, hmm, at some point, we're going to go ahead and link up, but I don't know when that point will be. So let me just get and get that. Let me just go ahead and get that IG. So, you know, Instagram and then we kept up and I really saw, you know, everything that you had to bring to the table. And one of those things was your music. So Mm -hmm. I know that you recently uh, released Love Hurts Volume 3.
1: Yes. So,
0: yeah, go ahead and talk about that.
1: Love Hurts, uh, it's a series. It's it's in my journey of finding myself, you know, like life has changed dramatically for a lot of us, you know, in the past few years. You know, I, I went from, you know, being married for 10 years to, being a single man again and just like, you know, coming back to a world that I, I had been away from. I, I hadn't been like single since like the MySpace days. So like just you know, navigating through that was a journey. And I want to make sure I approach it from um a very brutally honest, productive, and just healthy way. So I had to really explore what love means in you know all its frequency. So like love hurts, like the things like, hey. Love love can do damage to you. Like I wanted to bring the approach of love hurts as in hurts as in frequencies. Like let me like really explore this the the good stuff, the bad stuff, um, self-love, what, what that really means. Like to me, like love is a verb. You know, it's it's how you approach things. And you can you can love poorly, you can love greatly, you can love in ways that, that works for you. So like I wanted to break it up into like three different volumes that really explored um all those subjects in all this capacity you know whether it's passionate love whether it's you know i need to shadow work on myself and and be accountable for things that i'm contributing to my unhappiness and um other versions like the like the last version um, the last volume is called small victories and like i capitalized the the all in small because you really have to celebrate if the little things the little quirks you have make you happy and have you you know progressing in life and you know just keep you sane keep you alive by all means those are the most important things in the world And so you ha- you have to encompass everything about love to fully understand it if you want to be successful in it you know and we're or, and we'll fail over and over but we're, we're learning and it's, it's worth the journey because love is the most powerful thing in the universe we're here because of love so why not tackle something To gain our own understanding from it that's where i wanted to go with the project and out of everything i've ever done like it feels the most complete and i i love it and if you guys haven't heard it it's you know it's on all the the sites you can check out there's a link on my ig is if this the only thing you ever hear from me i really hope that that that's it I mean, the other stuff is dope, too. Don't get me wrong. I like it. (laughs) But if if there's any project or series you hear from me, I'd rather it be this, because it's it's the most close to my heart, most important to me.
0: I actually listened to the full album, and it was a banger. You can definitely feel all your emotions, and I salute you for it. I'm proud of you. (laughs) Thank
1: you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. um, My
0: favorite tracks were um, I Choose Me, and um, mm. also uh, Better With You. Ooh, that one took me back. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. yeah Yeah,
1: that that was a gamble because like it's my first time doing a song like in that genre or style like okay let me let me see how I'd approach that it is it's like I I was going for like a southern rock type feel on it and like kind of sounded a bit country but like let me let me commit to this and let me challenge myself like I'm scared of putting that song out but at the same time I know that's where like I need to grow. That's where that challenge is. That hey, do something you're afraid of. Do something you think you can really go in on it. And like I, I'm glad I put that. I may do a few more. So I may do a whole album like that. Who knows? <laughs> I choose me. That is like the most important song on there to me, um, just for my personal self because like it's it's a mission statement of like I I really had to like you know value myself the first and foremost for before I can do anything else. I have to. I have to take care of me, you know, like we, we all do where we are our own manager, our own brand manager of the, the product of our life. And, you know, it's, it's a labor of love, you know, no point intended. Yeah. Mm,
0: yeah. So good. And I truly recommend listening to this album, you know, and I'm not just saying that because I'm interviewing uh, diesel, but because it's actually very profound and very heartfelt and the the flow of it is just so amazing. And um, your voice, like your tonality, it goes with the flow and the style of the music. So if you want to hear something that's fresh, something that's new, definitely check out Love Hurts volume
1: three (laughs) thank
0: you thank you thank you um earlier you were mentioning that it was a little bit challenging you know getting one of your songs out and can you just describe how that process was for you because that was a very strong and valid point that it's so important to just always continuously go above our um, expectations and our comfort zone because that's truly where growth is so how was that for you
1: well as like as an artist like we 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 can get comfortable and things that like we're good at because like it feels natural um it feels like there's you know there is effort that's put into the things that like when we're, we're in our bag so to speak i want to do something that is going to help me grow like most things in life that help you grow it's not going to be comfortable change is not going to be comfortable you know it's, it's going to challenge you it's, it's going to scare you it's it's gonna make you shy and run away from it. You know, nine times out of ten, till you finally sit and confront it. So, like, that's just something that I've um, been, you know, uh, chasing after and uh, trying to apply to myself and like do the things that I've been afraid of. My life, you know, um, and that's in numerous aspects. But I feel like fear. Fear is mainly like the unknown you do not know and you don't know until you try You don't know if that person likes you unless you like you talk to them and give it honest try You don't know if that job is right for you until you apply for it You don't know if you're gonna like that type of ice cream until you taste it, you know So you can eliminate that fear by just, you know trying, you know, and it may not be for you, but you can still say at least that you've given it um, that that honest effort and so like with that type of song like after hearing like I heard the beat and like, you know what? I think I could try something different to this. I mean, like I've been I've been rapping for a really, really long time. Like, um, I, I do like to sing a lot. I feel like if I was a better singer, I'd be like an R and B singer or have a band hands down. But I like I, I don't feel confident with my singing voice. So let me try something where I can um, you know, you know, tap into like my my weaknesses and try to make a strength out of it. And let me, you know, channel my songwriting abilities and just your my knowledge of music and put it all into one and let me try to make this song that literally sounds like a country song and it's it's really not that bad, you know. Like I really like how it came out. Like like oh I didn't know I could do that. What else can I do that I think I can't do? And like so. It was monumental for me. It encouraged me, like, to on you know, future projects. Okay, let me experiment more and more and more. Let me grow more and more and more. And um, you know, my daughter, she just turned seven. That's you know, that's the light of my life, right there. Well, as well as my son. Like, my daughter, she uh, she asked me like about a week or two ago, like, hey, how how do you make this song? And like, my eyes lit up, like, oh my god, this is it. This is the moment. <laughs> and I was explaining the process to her, and you know, I put on the beat. You know, put on a few beats, and she liked one of them, and we were just like, just you know, just riffing and you know, coming up with stuff, and like she said, she wants to you know make a song, and and she's like, how do you do it? Like, well, you just think about what you know comes to you, what what the music tells you to do. Think about your feelings, what's important to you, what you like, what you don't like, and you just you know, you start talking and saying stuff until um, until it sounds good to you, till it speaks to your heart, and I'm like, okay, bet, like maybe just getting. Courage, like other people, like hey, let me step outside my comfort zone and find something that that's going to challenge me, and you know that's that's just great for growth. You know, we it's twenty twenty two, and we've we've been through oh, we've been through the worst of it. May maybe not even the worst of it yet. Knock on wood, but um, if not now, then when? Yes,
0: if not now, then when? oof. I felt that most definitely. And, um, you know, with everything that you have been working on and you just being willing to step out of that comfort zone, how do you manage your mental health?
1: Uh, that has a lot to do with it. Um, uh, the reason why I'm, I'm really connected to like, say these, these past few projects to love her series is that it encouraged me to be as vulnerable as possible. And like as men, let's get even deeper than that as, as rappers, like right, male rappers. Uh we are not just traditionally, we've just never um been encouraged to be vulnerable with our truth. And being vulnerable doesn't mean you're weak, it just means you're you're honest with how you're feeling. You know, men in general, we are not encouraged to be open with that. Like it makes you soft or it makes you uh um potential prey or like you're, you're simping or this or that but like no those repressed feelings can can ruin your life can ruin relationships and just your overall mental health you know like i, I grew up in san Bernardino I, I literally lived in neighborhoods where if i was you know had my heart on my sleeve all the time people would see that as blood in the water and i may not have you know made it out through the day the more common male upbringing is to not show your feelings to not be honest with that. Um, shit, I, sorry for cousin. Um, I wasn't even comfortable to tell people I love them for most of my life, whether family, whether romantic interests, friends. Um, it was really tough for me to, uh, you know, lighten up and, and be human. That's why I love music so much. Music is, it's a great outlet. For that, like I'm more comfortable saying things on record than I am saying in conversation. And that's just how I've always been. Like I'm trying to you know, blend those worlds together so they're not like two separate things and I don't need the outlet to do it. But just as a musician, like it's it's easier for me to address some of these things on a song. And hopefully people like when I talk about these (laughs) feelings as well. And uh, like I said, it's, it's just been great for like my mental health to let me like to truly vent, you know? I like, think that's, that's the beauty of music in most forms of art is that you can kind of like like hide behind a barrier, so to speak, while you really express yourself and get that stuff off your chest. And it and allows you to vent, and it feels, it feels so much better when you do that. Like, I, I don't know what I'd do if I didn't have music or some type of creative outlet in my life just because of the programming you know from my upbringing like i i wish i didn't have but i appreciate the dynamic of know now what i can do now as opposed to that emotional neglect that a lot of males suffer and are encouraged to continue you know growing up
0: wow that's a lot to unpack and i truly thank you for just being willing to share all that And one of the first questions that comes to mind is, what was your upbringing like?
1: Well, that's such a long time ago. (laughs) I'm not that old. I'm not that old. Uh, Well, I was born in Hollywood, California, Uh, lived in Inglewood and Whittier. My parents, I was born in... multiracial family my mother was black my dad was german and at about the age of six they divorced they split up and i came out here to san bernardino and i've been here in surrounding areas ever since and i was also a jehovah's witness or like my family was my mom has been one since the 60s i was chubby i had extreme social anxiety no Self esteem, whatsoever, living in a new place. I was Jehovah's Witness kid and it was very, uh, it was very restrict. I want to say restricting, more like uh, limiting with stuff that was like in the social norm as far as like celebrating, you know, birthdays and holidays and whatnot. So, and I was, you know, I was a light skinned kid in the early 90s and there's, there's a lot of like things. That contributed to me, like, where I felt like I was being an outcast. So I always kind of felt like I was on the outside of things. And, you know, that, that gave me a unique perspective to look at things from the outside, you know, to see how everyone is treated in, in the whole, you know, for a good chunk of my life, people thought I was like Puerto Rican or Dominican or Middle Eastern, you know, just they couldn't tell. Like, I was light-skinned. I had curly hair. Um, I, I knew, like, a little, little bit of Spanish. You know, like, most of my friends were were Latin descent. So like they didn't know what was going on, and um, you know, my my sense of identity wasn't—I uh, don't know—I don't want to say it wasn't important. It's just like it was—it was kind of like fluid. Like I didn't really adhere like or click to one like demographic because I wasn't any of those demographics. You know, I was kind of in my own on my own lane, and um, it it was, it was lonely a lot, but like I had a really strong imagination that was able to hone from being, you know, in my own lane to being being an outcast and, you know, not really be able to play with too many people or, uh, relate to them or whatnot. And it gave me like my own sense of identity to where, uh, you know, like I, I had my own world and that world, you know, it, it really helped me hone, uh, my creative nature. I was, you know, Trying to draw comic books as a child, writing short stories. Um, I always had like a great imagination, so it's easy for me to to come up with ideas, um, you know. And eventually, that got into like you know songwriting. I've always you know loved writing. I love music, and it just it just came about that way, where I you know talk about things around me, where I had the strength and a voice through my music that I wouldn't have it, like in my personal life, and. Uh, it just it's let me really appreciate you know things that that you know sometimes taken for granted you know just you know just being able to like have a voice I mean people go their whole lives feel like what they go through like their own burden and they feel like it's not happening to anybody but them and the world is a lot smaller place than 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 we think you know we just we don't really express those vulnerabilities because. Well, especially as men were not really encouraged to and uh when i started like branching out you know through music and getting my confidence and self worth through that i started you know realizing and, and meeting other people that felt the same way i did they like the same stuff that i was into and uh it it, it connected us like we're in, in an extent like we're, we're all like a little we're a little messed up you know <laughs> to be honest it's, it's an insane world that we've been living in for since the dawn of time but like, I feel like it's been able to connect this more by just, you know, admitting that like, Hey, look, I'm not perfect and neither are you. What are we going to do about it? You know, like, can we help other people that, that feel alone or feel awkward or weird or can we curious that it's it's okay to, you know, like your comic books, it's okay to like this. It's okay to have your sexual preference. It's okay to be who you truly are with no apologies and i think once you get to that point in life you you feel complete you feel that 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 wholeness you know and then that's that's where like my 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 journey upbringing is not knowing who i was not thinking what i who i am was good enough and just just learning over the years that like who i am is like that's i got i got to celebrate all those victories you know just liking what i like and never apologizing for it and trying to encourage other people to do the same like hey do you
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with one of the points that you said, Um, pretty much the domino effect. You know, Mm -hmm. when someone stands up and speaks out about topics that are usually kept under the rug, that's Mm -hmm. when people become more connected. You know, that's when we can relate more. So I truly appreciate how you show up, you know, with your music and, you know, with your pose so open and transparent.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you think?
0: holds people or in this scenario man from holding and releasing those emotions
1: i think it's like the negative connotation that goes with expressing your your vulnerability like it's a weakness and it's not it's actually one of the strongest things you can do i mean even something simple as telling your best friend like hey man i love you be better or like, hey, can you tell me when I'm messing up? That that could take years of therapy to come to that that comfort level to be able to say that stuff, you know. You know, tomorrow isn't promise. Like to like real talk today, today we got lucky waking up. Every single moment is, is gifted to us, you know. So we don't know when we can see our, our people last, you know. Like I, I almost got hit by a car the, the other day. I was like seconds away from it, like. And like I, I screamed in anger, like, you know, I, I still have stuff to do. You know, I haven't told some people how much I value them or how much they are valued on this planet. Like, and I, I need to express that that more. You know, we we get caught up in our own lives and uh we we get busy or you know, we get redactive and uh we don't we don't tell people enough, but like we really, really, really need to, to tell them and it's not it's not a weakness. It's really not a weakness. You tell somebody that, that you see them, that that they're special, that they're unique, and they're they don't have to be anything other than they are to just to just be as perfect as they need to be, that can, that can save their life. You know, that can change their life. That can, you know, a domino effect, and they can say that to somebody else and just continue that chain of love and growth. And it doesn't take anything. It doesn't take anything. To to tell somebody something good about themselves, or just even say, hey, hi, I see you. That's a nice shirt. <laughs> you know, it could be something as small as that. And it, it could be, you know, a trickle effect that, that really, really helps. And, and just I can't stress enough, it is not a weakness to be vulnerable, to be honest with your truth. That's what being vulnerable is being honest with your truth. And it doesn't have to be lovey-dovey feelings. Sometimes you could be upset about stuff, things can disturb you. But you need to be honest with that and explore why you feel that way. You know, good or bad. You need to explore why you feel that way. And it is not a weakness. I'll say it a million times over. Being vulnerable is is not a weakness. And we need to stop that that's yeah social norm that, you know, men opening up about how they feel, saying that I'm not alright. I mean just the levels of that saying that to another person, or as men saying that to another man, like, hey, I'm not all right. I'm a little messed up. I need help. It's some people go their whole lives and never say it. They'll repress that and build a whole you know tower of defenses to make sure people never see that. And it's it's hazardous for you. It's hazardous to your growth. You could in a messing up relationships with your, your children, your coworkers, your loved ones with, with yourself. And what we really need to, to, to break that, that, that barrier because it's, it's been unhealthy since the beginning. And we just don't need it anymore. We never did.
0: Again, I totally agree with you because we are all human and mm-hmm. no one is perfect. And we are all here just to learn from each other and help each other grow. And, what better way to do that than to truly communicate how we feel Amen. so how has communicating those emotions helped you become a better man
1: it has encouraged me to just to be myself and be okay with that i i try to show up as the laundry day version of myself uh more more often than not like um, and just you know however I'm feeling I I try to you know just just be honest with it and sit with it and like I, I will be encouraging as much as possible like I, I am a father I do have you know two small children and um, I want to let them know that whatever they think is never too silly not too sad not too soft not to anything it's it's who, it's who they are and I want to encourage them with that I want them to be able to to come to me with you know all the questions they have you know the mistakes they have like i i'm really stressing with them right now and focusing on them not lying to me by anything even the smallest thing i'll tell them look if you tell me the truth you're not in trouble you know if you're lying to me like we have to address it but if you're telling me the truth you can tell me anything i just want you to have that relationship with me to where you don't fear me i don't want you to not do something because you fear what you think may happen to you i want you to be able to you know come to me and know that no matter anybody else on the planet at the very least, you can talk to me, and I will be as understanding as I humanly can, and we'll, we'll get to the bottom of it. You know, we, we all make mistakes. We all get curious. You know, we, we all wanna know and do more. So like, just please, let me let me be that person for you. And I, I never had that person. I don't have a really close relationship with my parents. You know, like, I'm, I'm never like, I've never been you know, completely open with them. And I, I wanna change that dynamic, you know, with my children. You know, I want to let them know that, you know, I'm I'm, I'm there for them, you know? So it's, it's it helped me a lot. Like the, the more I'm open, it encourages me to like, you know, unlock more layers and more levels. And how can I explore even further more who I am, you know? Like they say, if, uh, in order to love somebody else, you have to love yourself first. Okay, so you have to really fall in love with yourself and really do the work and and really um explore what that means with yourself before you can, you know, look at another person. And like the things that you don't like about yourself, you're going to find that in another person as well. So you got to confront that stuff in yourself first before you even think about criticizing or um uh, you know looking for those negative things or recognizing things that you perceive as negative in, in another person. So yeah, just you know, being open and growing and being vulnerable. I'm 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 no spring chicken. I'm not super young. So later in life being able to be comfortable with the stuff, it feels like I've I've been reborn and unpack all the stuff from you know everything I gr- I've learned incorrectly growing up. And um if I can help spread that message to other people, encourage them to do the same. And, and that's, that's where my heart, my passion is at.
0: Yes. And we thank you for that. Cause you do a great job at that. Thank you. Yeah. And do you believe that, you know, your divorce really, um, encouraged you to be more open about your feelings?
1: Yeah. Cause from, for one, like no one ever expects it. <laughs> you know, when you, you, um, uh, when you dedicate your life to somebody and you have children with them, you have a home and all that stuff, that's, that's your, your end game. That's really that was for me. I grew up in a long line of broken homes. Having that family unit was just the ultimate measure of success for me. And like, I was ready to retire. I had an album called Married With Children and that was like my retirement album. I was done doing music after that. And then, you know, halfway through recording the album, the marriage ended like serendipity, right? <laughs> the irony. And um, it, it really had me look at myself because I didn't, I didn't know who I was anymore. You know, without, without going into too many details, it's just, it was probably for the best that it happened. And I don't think I would have this level of growth that I feel I've had in the past few years and rediscovering who I am and what I can do and what my purpose is on this planet if that didn't happen, like, is it a fortune that it happened? Yeah, of course. You know, nobody wants to go through that, you know, especially as someone who grew up in a, in a broken home. Um And I never want my kids to feel like they're ever in a broken home. We co-parent, we get along and that's, you know, the most I could ask for. And, um you know, I don't, I don't want my kids to ever, you know, grow up feeling like they're on the outside like I did. So, um, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a weekend dad. I'm, I'm present in their lives. I have them half the week. I get to take them to school and pick them up a few days out the week. And that means everything to me. Um, I'm as involved as I can be. Um, yeah, it, um, it definitely changed my world. But they say the one thing that you can count on in life is that change is going to happen. And it, it really shows what you're made of how you deal with that change, you know, because your whole world can, you know, in a flick of an instant, just turn upside down. And, you know, what are you going to do? Like, I, I, had to, I, I had to literally figure out life in every aspect again after that. And, you know, some days are better than others, but in the end, like, I I survived it. And I don't know. I think I turned out okay from it. And I, I kind of like the trajectory that is going. Yes. Yeah.
0: That's so great. Wow. You know, um, definitely it's how you look at things, you know, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: how you take what happened to you and not use it as something to hold you back, but use it as fuel to yeah. keep you going and something that you get to learn from and progress because truly that's all we can do. You know, you mentioned you guys were together for 10 years, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So how was that? Uh, process for you, like, as far as, like, um, once again, just reestablishing yourself and moving forward, what are some of the insights that you can give to our fellow listeners that may be going through similar situations?
1: Uh, For one, don't project. Um, Realize your contributions to a situation that that ends, something that's, you know, traditionally supposed to be, you know, permanent um take it as serious as you can Re- communication is key i think anything i think that's uh one of the big things where we we felt that we didn't have communication about issues that we had you know and that can build up to a lot of resentment it can lead to unfavorable actions just, just in general you you don't want to be strangers with somebody you're a partner with and because that could that could just cause you to just to fall apart whoever you're with or you're interested are like be as honest as brutally honest as you can with them you know really tell them how you're feeling if there's things that aren't acceptable uh let them know don't build up resentment don't don't hold on to anger don't hold on to anything that could end up being detrimental in the long run after it was you know over i jumped back into like the dating world or trying to and whoo, it's a, uh, it's different out here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't, I hadn't fully healed yet either. So like the things that I was still working on, like I was still trying to be like, you know, a, a husband and a papa bear to everybody I met. And they're, you know, some of them had never experienced that. Like, yo, what is that? Or uh, maybe that's too much. Or I was like sublimely trying to replace, you know, what, what I had had with somebody new. And that, that just caused a whole bunch of just, you know, hazardous, just, just detrimental things. And I wasn't recognizing that. And then like at the same time, like just like the world I came from, it wasn't the world that I had gone back into. And I've I've met some characters that they they, they taught me a lot. Now get me wrong. I got tons of great song material from it and I've been like knocking out songs left and right, (laughs) but um, it it was definitely a learning experience. I, I tell people, Hey, take your time, really heal, learn, who you are because it's it's a chance to begin anew so it's a phoenix um parable where you get to rise from the ashes and really figure out who you are again you may be into new things you may be into new preferences you may be into stuff that you didn't know was around or wasn't available you know from the time you were single last you know and really take some time to, to learn yourself don't have like a hit list of people you want to you know hang out with hook up with because that's not going to help anybody it's it's a temporary high at best just you know take some time take some time heal and really really sit with yourself and get yourself situated uh you know financially mentally physically you don't want to do anything that's going to be petty or to get revenge on somebody or to prove that you're living better and you know it's, it's just it's really really easy to um, you know use that as your motivation but if anything you want to you want to heal you want be better especially like if you were married that's that was like you literally your other half and you have to be whole again before you can even attempt to have any type of honest or you know healthy relationship after that or maybe you just need to chill and be single for a while
0: And what are some of the action steps or maybe just some suggestions that you'd like to share for other listeners who are thinking, okay, yeah, like, um, you made it to the other side, great, you know, but it's easier said than done or like, they're not really sure how to go about their healing.
1: Well, they have to be really, 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 brutally proficiently honest with themselves. You know, and whatever you're feeling, like sit with that and really explore it, explore why you're feeling it. Is it Are you feeling these feelings because, you know, your routine has been broken up, you know, because everything that you're used to doing in your everyday life is now different and you don't want to change? Is it from an ego standpoint? You know, it's like you don't want to feel like you've lost or that you're doing worse than the other person. Uh, uh, like a lot of it stems from that, you know. It's a, a passive-aggressive competition that happens after a breakup, and you may not even realize you're doing it. And uh, that's going to lead nowhere. Nobody, nobody wins from that. There's a song. Uh, what was that band's name? The Script. It's called Break Even, I think. Even if it's a an amicable, just in innocent split there's going to be one side is going to feel a little bit more than the other. Even if you hate that person, even if like they cheated on you or none worse or whatever, there's still a connection that you share with that person. So like, that's always going to be there. And you, if you really, if it's really over, you got, you got to let them go. You got to let them live their lives and, you know, even wish them happiness. It's, it's really hard to look past our ego to, to come to that realization. That's, that's just, you know, it's our ego talking. They're going to say that and like, okay, well, you weren't saying like that when everything was good. So now that everything, you know, kind of flipped, dude, does that person really deserve that? Or they do they deserve to have the same peace and tranquility that, that you hope to attain? Because that that karma is real and you you can't ho- wish bad on another person while hoping for the best for yourself. So, I mean, just it's taking a it step by step, realizing where you're. Not only where you've contributed to it, but where you're still contributing to it. What wolf are you feeding, so to speak? Are you feeding that that revenge wolf? Are you feeding that uh, I've moved on and this is a different life, and I'm accepting that new life wolf? And you know, talk about it. You know, write it out in the journal. Have a have a best friend that's m- maybe not bitter, <laughs> you know, but somebody that'll, that'll really give you the real. And you'll know, vent it out and be like, this is how I feel. And, you know, you're probably not going to listen to them. You know, they're going to tell you all the things that you probably need to hear. And you're going to have re- re- residual feelings that are going to be there for a while. But just know that they, they say it from a place of love and they want to see you do well. You know, and maybe that stuff will eventually, you know, uh, it'll resonate in your head. Um, a good friend of mine who did do something similar, it told me, hey, just so you know, you can be happy again it's possible when you're ready you can and you will be happy again just you know take take confidence in that that knowing that it's going to be there when the time is right but if if you're not ready for it if if you're not healed if you're not you know uh willing to accept and embrace those blessings it's going to be a long time and you can only blame yourself
0: yes that part we can only blame ourselves
1: yeah
0: yeah and um what was a turning point for you in your healing process where everything just kind of started to make sense and you started to progress forward instead of consistently moving back
1: hmm. that's a good question um this <laughs> this past year at least three almost almost four times i've had some i've had some close calls uh, with life. And um, it kind of puts things to perspective, like what's really, really important. Like if we didn't have tomorrow, will we spend our last day um, being resentful and holding on to anger and holding a grudge and you know, letting uh, a person maintain residency in, in our in our mind? And, uh, you know, I, I feel time is like the only currency that matters just, just for me personally. And like, whoever I spend my time with, whatever I spend my time doing that's, that's my universe. That means everything to me. So like, do I want to spend all my time being resentful or, you know, trying to play catch up or, you know, having the, the passive aggressive competition that we don't know that we're involved in uh post breakup or do I want to spend it? you know loving myself and loving others as much as i can like you know, my kids our kids were a big thing i didn't i i caught myself like being grumpy more often than not just like having no energy or just no drive to do anything like and i i didn't want to be that i didn't want them to see me like you know like how i saw my mom growing up just always you know world weary and you know not believing in people not believing in in love and all that and i i don't want to spend my days like that because i've i've learned firsthand that it, our days aren't promised to us and we can lose them quickly and so like i i really had to make a choice and i still make that choice every day you know to to choose life love choose me and just just choose to not um put energy into things that aren't going to be productive, grow and be happy.
0: Powerful statements, and a lot of times, you know what we deserve to hear is not necessarily what we want to hear. Oh yeah, yeah. Truth sets us free. <laughs>
1: Amen. It, it does the job. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So, with all the knowledge that you've obtained, you know from your inner work and such, how do you show up differently? in your role as a dad?
1: With your kids, you are their first example. You know, um, like with my son, I'm his first example of, you know, what a man, what a what a dad is, you know, uh, how I treat women around me, that's what he's going to see. And that's going to be teaching him as he grows up. Um, the way I talk to his mom, you know, regardless if we get along or not, and I would say we do where we're co-parents or whatnot, but I'll never like disrespect her or talk bad about her around him. You know, and I, I, I feel it's the same way on the other side as well. But, um, I know what he, he's been, he's going through cause I've, I've been there at an age similar to his when my parents weren't together and I know how that can affect somebody. And I know, I know the darkness that it can bring if not if not addressed or channeled properly. So um, you know, I, I try to, you know, just encourage him, you know, to be honest with me, um, to be truthful with me. And I try to do the same with him and let him know that he he's not alone. And you know, no matter what, like he has support. And and same token, like I try to keep myself in good spirits, even when I'm not feeling the best, you know, for whatever reason. I try to stay in good spirits and, you know, remind him, you know, a hey, respect his mom, um, respect his sister, encourage his individuality and, and that who he is and how he is is okay. And like the same with my daughter, you know, I don't want to be bringing, you know, this person, that person, anyone I've ever been interested in or been with around her, because i don't want her to see that as something that's you know okay you know i don't want her to see me as a womanizer or even like with, with discipline i i have i have spanked them years ago but i, I stopped years ago For one, i just i didn't want to carry that same uh generational tradition of like hey i i got spanked when i was a kid i, I grew up fine like no no it's, it's just to me personally I didn't feel comfortable doing it like with my son. Um, I didn't want him to feel like he had to be beaten to submission in order to um, be compliant and and be a good person. You know, I I didn't want him to like have that type of programming. Or at least that's my mentality on it. Same with my daughter. I didn't want her to have it programmed to her psyche that a man can put hands on her and still tell her he loves her. So like. If I, if I'm spanking her and still telling her I'm her world, I'm her protector, I'm this and that, it is very contradictory, and I feel like just potentially just, uh, just hazardous and damaging for life, and like I, I don't want them to grow up like that. So like I had to like you know change, you know my tactics as a parent, and find another way to show them, you know consequences for their actions and whatnot. Well, yeah. So even like two people that I have dated over the past few years, like the it's like the final step would be like, OK, can I take you around my kids? And I don't want to bring just anybody around. I have to really vet that person and be like, OK, it's just somebody that can spend time with them. Because if we end up, you know, linking up long term, that's going to be their stepmom. You know, they have a stepdad, and you know, on, on the other side. Cause I gotta, I gotta vet them and and make sure that they're a decent person. They're decent around kids, or I may end up having kids with that person too. And then they have, you know, a half sister or brother. Um, you know, I want to be real with themselves. You know, my, my daughter or my son, they may have a different type of lifestyle. They may believe something spiritually They may have different sexual preferences growing up. I, I try to encourage them that it's, it's okay to be who you are. And, I'm still going to show up and be there regardless for you. I'm going to be your biggest fan, your biggest cheerleader, your biggest supporter. Hey, if you guys want to do music, I'll be your, your agent, your bodyguard, your producer. I'll be all that, you know, and I'm going to take that same approach no matter what they want to do in life. But like just my personal choice, I want to make sure they they know that they have, you know, they have my support. For me personally, I want to make sure that I'm there and I'm present in their lives. And it's a good presence and example and not something that they're going to need therapy for when they're older.
0: I thank you so much for shedding light on that because, you know, to be completely honest, I got the spanking, I got the belt, and Mm -hmm. unconsciously, like, it did so much damage to me. And it wasn't until, like, you know, recently where I went back and I realized, like, wow, like, you know, that explains this or that was the cause of that, you know? So, um, wow, like, oof, just that. That was healing for me. I know it was healing for other
1: people. A- Parents, no corporal punishment. All right? yeah.
0: There's other ways. There's other ways. You know,
1: take away their YouTube. They'll yeah, drive them crazy. They'll drive them crazy. Them. You know? <laughs> There's ways to do it, you know? I, I, I like my boy. Like I told hey, go 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 to the wall, face the wall, and don't do anything. Yeah, there's, there's, there's alternative methods now. Like we don't we don't live in the the stone age anymore. Whereas it's 2022. Like there's there's other ways, and if we don't know, we can we can Google it. We can find out other ways. You know. <laughs> so
0: um, just a few more nuggets. Mm-hmm. What are some um, strategies or? maybe just some insights that you want to share with all the fellas out there on how you stay grounded during this time to help them, you know, manage their mental health.
1: I think a lot of uh, issues that that we've encountered these past few years is that we've had to change um, our way of life, our social interactions, people that are like, you know, very uh, extroverted social butterflies they suffered greatly because like we have to stay home can't be around people i can't hug people and uh so they had to find like something else to do and it was very frustrating and uh it i said it really 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 took its its toll on people so man during times like this where like it's uncertain and you know who knows when another shutdown or something else comes or you know, like in twenty twenty, we had every every single month. It's like it seemed like it was a new biblical plague, a new doomsday event happening every month. I, I said, just make, make the best of your time. If whatever you have more in abundance of now, look at that as an advantage. If you if you are gonna be home because you know you are unfortunately sick, you know, take that time to read that book you've been putting off or that project you've been doing. Uh, do some writing, um, vent, talk about it. Don't just bottle it up and just um explode because that's not going to help you at all um you know call a friend you haven't talked to in a while like like one of of your boys and like and have like a like a real conversation with them you know open up about some stuff uh express something that you you're scared about that or something that makes you feel uncomfortable you know just to take take advantage of the time because even though the time is not promised we seem to have an abundance of it nowadays and you can really sit with yourself. I, I, I say, keep saying that the our current times is that uh, it's really forced us to like sit with ourselves. And hopefully, we've all done some some spring cleaning and we've trimmed the fat, so to speak. What I valued is now not a thing in this world. You know, maybe your favorite thing in the world was going to buffets, and you know, buffets don't really exist anymore. And they probably never really should have, you know, it's a very <laughs> detrimental, unhealthy thing. You know, even, you know, soup plantation, even they closed down. Man, no, I like that place. I was like the one healthy buffet. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, we, we don't need it. You know, we learn to, to live without, I think in this modern world, especially like in America, we, we become so accustomed to convenience and we, we lose sight of like, you know, getting in touch with nature, like, hey, hey, go to the beach, take a hike, um, sit outside on a beautiful afternoon and just really appreciate that you're here and in this insane world that that we're, we're surviving it somehow. Do What keeps you sane? The, the smallest thing, you know, from from drawing a picture to reading a book or playing your favorite video game or no matter if you think it's too, too wild or too... Too corny or too immature, like do what makes you happy. Do what keeps you sane. Celebrate those small victories. Celebrate those small <laughs> victories. <laughs> I gotta market too, you know I'm trying to sell the albums. <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> but
0: yeah.
1: And you see, I'll just casually slid it in there too. Like, you celebrate those small victories. I swear, if there's a camera, I would have looked right at the lids. <laughs> right when I said that.
0: By now, if you guys don't know it yet, check out Diesel's new album, Small Victories. <laughs>
1: hey, I heard your slaps, too. <laughs> so,
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> most definitely. It'll definitely do you justice for your mental health. I know it did to me.
1: Amen. <laughs> hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, the last song on there is called "A uh, um, Smile Through It All." We're still here. We're still alive. That's a blessing, that's that's a celebration you should have every day. Like you've even been through the worst of it. Uh, my my grandmothers are my biggest influences on me. Um, my grandma on my my dad's side. I I never saw her without a smile. You know, she had a smile throughout everything just the biggest grin, just the friendliest person. And I've always been, like, attracted to people, not just, like, in a romantic way, but just, like, in general, people that, you know, they smile, and, like, they don't have to because the world is rough, and you can go your whole life without smiling. You have plenty of reasons not to. But when people that smile for people and, like, they show them that friendly face, it uh, it reminds me of her. And She was, like, the sweetest woman ever, and, and, like, you know, she just treated everybody like family, and... You know, she was just always had a great attitude, even on her deathbed. She was cracking jokes and, and making this laugh. And, and you're going to find a moment. She still found a way to, like, bring peace. So, um, you know, like, no matter what you're going to do, even if most of your life is hell and it's, it's rough, you still got to find a reason to smile. Even on, like, your worst day, on your worst day, find a reason, like, to laugh or smile about something, even if it's the smallest thing. You know it's it's therapeutic it it works wonders it could save your life or another person's life just you know try just you know, no matter you know smile through it all that's and that's track 11. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: yo let the people of the world know where can they find your album and your instagram page
1: by the time this is out uh small victory should be on every single platform as well. Right now, you can find it on my Instagram page, DZYL5K1. There's a link to all my products. D apostrophe Z Y L 5K1. on uh, everything. If you hear a song and you think it's me, you can shazam it. It might be me. You never know that. But I'm I'm on anything you can think of. Uh tons of projects, and like I, I fully stand behind all of them. I'd I'd really like you to listen to the Love Hurt series. I released one. Volume one last year, my mom's birthday, because that's where it all began. Uh, the next was a uh, shadow work. Uh, this volume two that was on my birthday because I had to reflect on myself. And the third one, I released on my daughter's birthday, because that's when I had my daughter. I feel like life was, you know, it was a new life for me. It was a new beginning, and I wanted to release it on those those dates and uh yeah it's it's out there you know I'm sure you like something i have I have a lot of work out there, so there's in a lot of different styles and genres you'll find something that you like just you know d apostrophe z y l five k one hey google me you'll find me
0: Wow, what a powerful interview thank you so much for being on the show and to me. wrap things up, what are some words that you live by
1: ooh um you can't live other people's lives for them and that's where like a lot of your frustration can come from people got to be who they are and be how they are and you got to be okay with that that's that's not your that's not your battle you can be encouraging to them you can be a good presence in their life you can be a positive light for them but ultimately you can't and shouldn't change them they have to go through that for themselves um choose yourself save a little bit of yourself for yourself you could be a healer you could be the first person that people think is clutch and you're always there for people but you have to be a little selfish sometimes and and save a little bit of yourself for you before you're completely depleted because there there is a limit you know um love who you are you know love 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 it's and I think I mentioned it earlier. Love is an action word. It's a verb. So not saying I love who I am. Like you have a crush on yourself. Do the steps. Like treat yourself like you're a plant. Those plants need the right amount of sunlight, your know, core temperature. They're going to need the right amount of water, some special seeds. And we have to change the fertilizer. Like love yourself. Take care of yourself. We we tend to like value the condition of our shoes more than our bodies. You know, like we will worry about what, people scuffing our shoes more than like what type of food we put in our bodies what type of you know there's liquid air whether we work out or not or skincare or how we do our hair or whatnot like you are ultimately your biggest and most important product so take care of yourself take some time out take a you day take a mental health day like hey you know what i don't want to go to work today uh, i i can't deal with people my, my cup is overfilled i need to take that time to myself and just center and ground myself, and do something that I love. Yo, take yourself out on a date. I don't know if people do that enough <laughs> nowadays. Take, go see a movie you want to see. Go eat at a restaurant you want to eat at. Go, you know, go on a road trip. Take some time to to love you and really value that, and don't feel bad about it. You need that. If you have a partner, hopefully they understand that. You know, you need time to like make sure that you're okay, so you can ground yourself and be ready for the next day that may be filled with all the calamities in the world but like every now and then like it's not it's not selfish to be a little selfish Mm. and that's all i got i was winging it
0: (laughs) yes good job oh my goodness thank
1: you hey (laughs) Um, oh
0: truly thank you so so much for being here for your time you. just for your openness and just sharing your heart you know um, i'm truly really touched by it so
1: low key this is probably like my, my favorite interview like because i like talking ah. about this stuff so i'm like okay all right, right. all right yeah, I, I, th- thank you for providing a platform for me to say this type of stuff where i'm not just talking about yeah you know i feel about this rapper all. so like it, it feels good to get that stuff off my chest like i feel enlightened there's great energy this whole time like I, like it, thank you it, it helped me so thank you
0: Thank you. I received that. And thank you so much to all our listeners. Guys, hey. go check out his Love Hurts Volume 3, Small Victories, um, hey. available now on all major platforms. And again, thank you so much for tuning in for your time. If you resonated with anything on the show, please share it with someone. And um, see you guys back next time. Toodles! Make
1: sure you guys follow.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs>